1: Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim
0: Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au
1: Yabland! Four goals to oh, go. You're Justin Madden's got the sit, one hand.
0: Oh, he's the post is broken, Matthews in it, oh, talk about a he-man. Dream rises to the top, he is an absolute legend of the game.
1: This is your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals,
0: celebrating lives. Oh Julian, you better believe it. Thank you very much for that great introduction and thanks to Tobin Brothers for just making this segment almost the highlight of my life, except calling blokes like I've got on today. I just couldn't wait to get to the MCG and other grounds around the nation with my cheese and Vegemite saladas and watch this magician in action. So, you blokes and ladies again, here you go. You're having coffee all around the nation and you liked a little bit of a sting and we guess who it is. Uh, This bloke is an absolute legend. My dear friend Kevin Sheedy, who introduced me to my wife on the 11th of November 1968, I was fishing with him and Sam. And by the way, Sheeds, I know you're uh, you're, you're listening Sheets, if you were fishing for a living, mate, you'd be sleeping on the beach, so let's just get that straight. But he told me a long, long time again he had a kid in the system that'll come on and be a star, and his name's Wang or something. And, of course, me and the traditional others said, Wanker who? I tell you what, <laughs> when the game's history is written, this beautiful man who was just fearless and has inspired so many of our people, both Indigenous and uh, us visitors to, or us uh, foreigners to this land, he's inspired so many. You know who he is? Well, I'll give you a little bit of help. 300 games for Essendon and Port Adelaide. 127 Bombers, 173 The Power. Two times Premiership player, Essendon, Port Adelaide. Uh, Brownlow Medal 1993, five time All Australian. I played for Victoria once. He's got five All Australians, this bloke. The first Aboriginal player to play 300 games. You know, I just think that uh, that is just marvellous and a great example. Australian Football Hall of Fame inductee, inaugural Port Adelaide captain, Gavin Wanganeen. This is your football life, and welcome.
1: Hey Rexy, how you going? Thanks for having me.
0: Not bad, Sheeds. What about Sheeds? And they should preserve him when he goes to the Tobin Brothers, and just find out what is in that area between his ears.
1: <laughs> oh, look, uh, look, Sheeds is well. Um, oh, he's one of a kind, and you know, uh, over the years he's supported me and. He nurtured me and, and helped me get through my early days at Essendon, and especially when I was a young fella. He, he just yeah you know, sort of taught me how to, I suppose, just really be hard. Um, uh, he was a very, you know, a coach who wanted his players to play good, hard, you know, I suppose, ruthless football. But um, there was another side to Sheeds where he had a, a great caring nature for his players and and as an individual, you know, not only in football but outside of football as well, so... You know, I love has been great, great to me Would, and a great support yeah.
0: for me. Would you describe my best description of him, that he is a star with a common touch?
1: Yeah, yeah that's right. He's certainly a star with a common touch. I agree with that. Rexy, yeah.
0: Were you always an above-average junior player?
1: Um. Yeah, I think I was, I was above-average. There was, there was a... In the junior days, there was a another fellow who you know pipped me uh, all the time for the award, so I always came a close second. Um, but um, did, you know, did, that, ma- okay. did that man
0: did that man make it to the highest level? Because uh, there's a lesson here. I've spoken to legends for four years, and you may. Oh well, I want to answer for you. Did you, through your junior career, uh, think this kid's going to just be a household name? And when you sit back today and say. Goodness me, what happened?
1: Yeah, definitely. Look, had the um, the talent, everything. Just pure amazing uh, reading of the game. Kick the footy left and right. It was just a freak, really. But no, he, he didn't go on um, for various reasons. Maybe it was commitment um, to training and, um, you know, hanging out the wrong sorts of people. So maybe that had held him back. But yeah, definitely looked was took all the awards in front of me over the years, in all my junior years anyway.
0: The second most famous or highest profile club in Australian football is Port Adelaide. They're the Magpies. Uh, Collingwood are the Magpies. Um, You went there in 1990 as a 16-year-old. Who was the coach, Gavin?
1: The coach was John Cale.
0: Jack Cale, a legend of the game. Um, Just great tradition, you know, the Williamses and that... Were you overawed or, or did you at the time understand the rich history of this great club?
1: Look, from the mo- I did play junior footy there from uh, under 12s, 13s, 14s, and then fifteen, They so have a great junior program there uh, at Port Adelaide Maggies, like they did well uh, all their SNFL clubs. But yeah, the moment, once I stepped into the, the senior ranks as a 16-year-old and I rocked up the pre-season, um, and then you go back to the the change rooms and you train at Alberton for the first time and you see the rich history the photos of the, the premiership photos the the champagne bottles with, uh, being fl- flicked around um, after they won all those premierships you think yeah this is a club steeped in you know premiership uh, tradition and you yeah. it, mm-hmm. sense they expected to win it was a culture that was there so and Jack Cale and obviously um, Foss Williams was the these legends installed that into everyone from the from the staff on to, right down to the players. You
0: had a fair sort of a crow eater who was a centre man and he has produced a great product in the modern game, similar to Graham Corns. I speak of uh, the wonderful man, Russell Ebert.
1: Yeah, look, yeah, Russell, a legend of the Footage footy club, a four-time Gary medalist here in Adelaide and... Oh, look, um, you know, one of the greatest players to come out of South Australia and, and in Australia. So, um, yeah, he, he's a great man and look, he's, he's, he's a footy uh, um, accolade speak for themselves. Rusty. Yeah,
0: we are speaking with Gavin Wanganine, an absolute legend of the game. For Tobin Brothers Celebrating Lives, thank you for joining me. I used to be Rex Hunt and we're right around the country that's a joke this person said to me a few years ago overseas Gavin he said I know you I said you don't know me mate he said my name is Helmet." I said that's an interesting name he said we're having a discussion he said did you used to be Rex Hunt I said you idiot so there you are <laughs> uh, in the words of Sam Newman um, let's now move to the bombers uh, in fact the baby bombers and Sheedy after you in a 1990 Premiership year at Port Adelaide uh, uh, I'm told by a little birdie called Mitchell Cleary, who is just a dynamic researcher, that you were the Sandfall Rookie of the Year. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. At a 16-year-old.
1: Yes.
0: Uh, Gavin, can I ask you a personal question? Yep. What took you so long to win an award? (laughs) (laughs) You must Uh have been thrilled, mate. You must have been thrilled.
1: Yeah, look, I was being a youngster, you know, you just, you just want to make it with the uh, and do well against the big boys. Um, so you know, being 16, I, I, I you're just so full of energy and enthusiasm, and um, I just yeah wanted to play as early as I could. And was lucky enough I I, I got the break and started do I can some of the preseason games, mm. um, and then yeah just ended up getting selected to to play. Uh, in my first senior game, and managed to hold my spot over the course of the year. Um, obviously, playing in a team that had a lot of great players or good senior hardened players did help me. So I was lucky that I had that support around me because I was a young skinny kid, and the SNFL back in those days, none of the, the AFL wasn't around. Like the, the sorry, the Crows weren't around, so all the you know, the good players were still playing in the SNFL, so it was, it was pretty tough, and it was a tough game back then, and Bowls looked after well by the
0: senior boys. So in 1991, you crossed the border uh, to Windy Hill, and uh, Sheedy said to you what the bloke said the forest Gump, run, forest run. He just said, run, Gavin, run. But the thing was, <laughs> was that you were a defender, and it was unheard of. Uh, it was unheard of to tie the windsock down, and, uh, you know... Uh, all of this sort of thing, and talk about you know the the gremlins from Mars and all that sort of stuff. But wow, <laughs> what a legend of the game! Telling you, I'm just giving you a license and just run. It must have been fantastic to get that uh, vote of confidence.
1: Yeah, it was. Look, Sheed's. I mean, that decision where he, uh, you know '91, I played as a half forward flanker. I had a few stints in the centre from time to time when the, when the on-ballers were getting a bit tired, which I really enjoyed. Uh, and then at the beginning of 92, um, I was playing in similar positions and still I was only 17 and 18, so I was still a bit raw and I was getting knocked around a bit from the, the halfback flankers who were just roughing me up a bit. So she decided, well, how can we look after him? So as the message came out to me, I might have been round three of 90, 92 in my second season of AFL. The message came out to me, so i okay, go, if you going to the, the half-back or back pocket on, I can't remember who it was. Um, and I said, oh, okay, well, all right. And, and and he just said, well, just play on him. And then when the ball uh, is close enough, back yourself in and, and run it out there as fast as you can. So um, I thought, okay, yeah, I'll go and do that. And, yeah, I, I sort of took a liking to it and really enjoyed running that one way and having that bit of a, uh, battle with your opponent, they lead you to the footy, and then you you know you sort of do the rest. If you're able to get hold of it, you're off. So she's had a who knows if I who knows how far I would have gone if I was stuck at a half forward flank playing you know a bit on the ball. But that decision that he made for me to I guess I made my name as a running defender. So that that, that decision is... you know uh, I use a lot for that.
0: This is the voice of a wonderful Australian, Gavin Wanganeen, who has inspired and thrilled thousands of football fans across the nation. And we're joined uh, with the kindest regards, Gavin, with uh, the Tobin Brothers. Now, don't get uh, too concerned because I've just got to tell you about Tobin Brothers and what they do. But uh, hopefully we're all just expiring at 80 or 90 years of age and we celebrate the life. Uh, Tobin Brothers Funerals is a perfect example after 80 years that they continue to shine in celebration of lives. Um, I haven't been drinking because I don't drink, but it's just a little bit of medication. Please excuse me. They believe funerals can be a celebration of life and always strive to be innovative and contemporary. I think that's the word. These distinguishing qualities make Tobin Brothers Funerals the true performers they are. Tobin Brothers Funerals, celebrating lives with compassion. Gavin Wanganing joins us. He spoke about uh, 92. 93 uh, was a wonderful, wonderful year. Uh, Very few in this game win a Brownlow medal as a 20-year-old, become the first Aboriginal player to win a Brownlow, and in the same year become an AFL Premiership player in a side that averaged 24 years. Wow. What a dream.
1: Yeah, Rexy, it was um, an amazing year. You know, we were, we were called the Baby Bombers that year and we sort of, the club didn't really expect to, to win a flag. We had a bunch of young kids and uh, a few experienced boys there as well. And the likes of, you know, Salmon, Mark Thompson um, and a few others there. So, or Gary O'Donnell, sorry, Mark Harvey, but, you know, wasn't that old back then. So, and a bunch of young fellas, you know, Fletcher, McCurry, Heard, Orenshaw, Mercedes, um,
0: Gee, yeah, Cal, C- Cal yeah,
1: and and yeah, so the year just rolled along nicely. We had a great bunch of a uh, great uh, amount of enthusiasm for young fellows. I said Fletch, didn't I? The yep. the dinosaur is still going. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, he's uh, just announced today in Melbourne radio. He's uh, he's to become a grandfather. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I, I, I was be
0: uh, I was done and dusted at 28 because I thought I was old. You know what I mean? Um, We're going to take a break, and uh, Gavin's just going to just say, what on earth did I say, Rex, (laughs) I'd speak to Rex for? But it's just a pleasure to have you. We we won't be that long, but I'm sure that people would agree with me. This is just marvellous. We'll be back after the break on This Is Your Football Life. Look, you can check us out on Twitter. Uh, The only thing I know about tweeting is the canary when I feed it. At Rex Football Life, it's all for Tobin Brothers Funerals celebrating lives. Dream rises to the top. He is an absolute legend of the game.
1: You're listening to This Is Your Football Life with Rex Hunt for Tobin Brothers Funerals. Celebrating lives.
0: The great, and he's earned that uh, accolade, the great Gavin Wanganin joins us, an absolute star of the Australian spirit. Gavin, I'm enjoying this so much and I'm fascinated that why you returned to Port Adelaide after such great success at the Bombers. They had a reasonably young side. Was the decision made earlier of your earlier routes at uh, Port Adelaide, did that make the decision easier to return home, or did your wife and family feel that they wanted to go back home to
1: Adelaide? Uh, yeah, look, look, Rex, that was a, one of the toughest decisions I've ever had to make in my entire life. Um, I'd spent six wonderful years at Essendon from the age of 17 to 23, and um, made a lot of friends and basically grew up from a young boy into a young man and 30 years I'll never ever forget. You know, played in a lot of finals, played in the premiership uh, in 93 and and obviously the Brownlow and um, the support that the club gave me and and the general footy public it was amazing. So when I had to make that decision Port Adelaide come and knock on my door the roots that I had with Port Adelaide my ties as a junior and the history of the club and I played junior footy for the Port Adelaide Footy Club. So I I sort of tried to foresee where my future would lie and and how it would end up. And that was what was really curious to me. And I didn't want to die wondering, if you know what I mean. So I decided to make the decision to go home. And I I, I think I wanted to play footy in my home state of South Australia in in Adelaide. um, Because I was always going to move back to Adelaide. Um, when I finished my footy career. So, um, yeah, it was like, like I said, Rex, it was a very, very tough decision. Um, I still have a great love for this and footy club, and the supporters are still great to me. When, every time I'm in Melbourne, there's always supporters coming up saying, Gav, how are you going? You know, we loved it yesterday, and, and that makes me feel really, really um, proud. And you know, I still have red and black in my veins, uh, that's for sure.
0: A little bird whose initials are Kevin Sheedy conveyed to me uh, that uh, when you approached he and James Hurd and Matthew Lloyd, the senior members of the team, to tell them of your decision, that he's never seen uh, a man, you know, he's seen a man more emotional, but a, a man who was really fighting his heartstrings. And it must have been just, just that.
1: Yeah, look, it was. It was, yeah, you're right, actually, I was fighting my heartstrings. The springs were being pulled uh, from, you know, the the, the spots that really uh, count. So uh, it was a very emotional time. It was a hugely emotional time for me, and I just wish I I wish I wasn't in that position back then. I was, thinking, I was just thinking to myself, damn, why why'd I have to make this decision? I wish, wish it wasn't upon me, so... But then I guess you have to, you know, face up to it and, and, and make a decision and, and move on and go with it and look forward to the future. So, yeah, um, it was tough, it wasn't it, The first game uh, against SNN when I was playing against my old teammates was one of the toughest things I've had to, ever had to do to run out there and face my old teammates. It just felt so weird and it was almost like I just didn't even really want to play against them. I, it was it was the weirdest feeling. So it was tough for that first year. Yeah. And then once I got that over and done with, you start realising, well, hang on, hang on, i just got to keep moving on with my footy. And, um, yeah, you wanted to play well against the old team as well. So, the,
0: yeah. uh, the, the thing about it is I reckon what ifs are just a wasted emotion. But i just ask the question anyhow. Uh, when they won the 2000 Premiership, uh, when they beat the Demons, did you just say, oh, what if, or had you completely re-established yourself uh, in Crowe's territory?
1: Yeah, no, nah, you're right, um, Rexy. That was. Um, I remember exactly where I was, I was, and where I was sitting, and how I felt. To this day, I can remember how I felt, and I basically. Um, so it was two thousand. So it was. It was four years after I would left. So I still had a, a feeling like, damn, I missed out. Yeah. On, on that on that premiership, I, I should yeah. have been. I, I should have been there, with the boys, and I felt really, really disappointed, and upset, and I didn't have a great next few days. Yeah. Because, um, but, and, and I basically said to myself, right, if I don't play in a premiership in Fort Adelaide, my decision, it's was the worst decision I've made in my mm. football career. It would have been the wrong decision. So,
0: You know, people uh, know, people say, oh, I know how you feel, and they've never, ever been there. But you know what? I know how you feel. <laughs> and I crossed to Geelong in 74, you know, as a reigning premiership player, and Geelong missed the finals, and I sat in the grandstand at 74, when uh, Shooty underground hand passed to Michael Green and Blue North Melbourne to the Scheisenhausen. And uh, what ifs are not good, but I'm happy with a couple just like you. Are you happy with a couple?
1: Yeah, look, yeah, <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be happy with one. Let's look at some of the greats of the
0: game. Yeah, you know, well, Lock, Lock, Bob, Lockett. sorry, I've got to get you across there that Lockett and, and Skilton have both conveyed to me in interviews that they would swap Brownlows and Norm Smith medals and all that sort of stuff and, uh, you know, Coleman medals for just the feeling of those particular medals. Do you get together with Essendon and Port, and or Port Adelaide men, and just have a shandy and just talk like premiership friends do? Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, we do. Um, I- we had the 20 year reunion, uh, and 93 20 year reunion, sorry, uh, in, yeah. in in Melbourne uh, just last year. So yeah, it's good, good to see um, a lot of the boys there and just talk about old times and that great, you know, premiership day and the memories. And also, we had our 10 year reunion, uh, 2004 reunion Gee. this year. Last yeah. year, late last year, which was, uh, it's great to see old premiership players because it's a bond that you have with them and, and that you'll. You can never ever lose it, and it's something you have forever. So it's always good to see their faces. And um, we do, do, yeah, occasionally, once a year, we only just started it last year. The 2004 Port Adelaide, um, Melbourne based premiership players who are in Melbourne obviously, Damien Hardwick, who's at Richmond, obviously, the coach there, and his assistant, Brendan Lade. We've got Brent Montgomery, who's an assistant as well, and then Adam Kinsley. So they're in Melbourne, so we started to get-together grand final week, midweek. We catch up at one of the pubs there and just reminisce about that that, that yeah. last day in September. And I think that's something we'll keep going. And Choco was there, Choco Williams, obviously. You yeah. uh, can never forget his um, emotional, uh, you know, he's, he's crying on the way down to the ground and his little tie choke and just the emotion running out of him. I think we'll never forget I, I... that. I think, day,
0: I think that day I think that read his lips and he sent a kind cheerio to Alan Scott uh, in Mount Gambier.
1: Yeah, he did after the game. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did after the game, but um, look, it was great to see Choco. He, he, oh. he came to our first get-together get in Melbourne, too, yeah. in Grand Final Week last year, and... Um, so, but yeah, he did make that comment. But
0: Chuck- well, what's what's wrong with a bit of emotion? And you know, this politically correct society. Say, what's wrong with having an opinion? We don't have to be seen to be offending someone. Like you don't. Anyhow, let's move on. Um, uh, I just got to get so, through so much, and I don't have a lot of time. 2004 Prelim. He didn't have a great first half, like me in a couple of my finals. So returned after half time, kicked the winning goal to put uh, Port in front, the power in front, into their first grand final, going up against the juggernaut called Brisbane Lions who are going for four in a row and you stopped them, stopped them in their tracks like a kick in the nuts.
1: Yeah, look, that, that, um, that 2004 uh, grand final, obviously the, the Brisbane Lions, they were a you know, triple premiership team. Uh, so it was a big, big ask and uh, they were obviously a great team, one of the greatest teams of, of the modern era. So... But I think um, what we had going was a little bit more youth on our side, and we, we felt that we'd, we, if we could hang with them to half time, that we could, you know, probably run over the, over the, over them with our legs in the end. So, oh uh, look, just thank bloody goodness we beat them on that day, and yeah. we we got one because you Have know. Have you ever play... played in a losing one, Gav? No, I haven't. I've only played well, in two, you, two winning Well, you you one.
0: tell you what, you are very fortunate because you know. Uh, I have, and a lot of other people have played in a losing one, and you might as well finish last. They say, I said, oh, it's better finishing second than last. No, it's not. Yeah. Because, you know, you can smell it. Now, I need to get this out, and I get this out properly. I loved it when you went back to the rooms, and the kids presented you, the kids, because I'm 66, but the kids presented you with your jumper, and you were genuinely moved, because that jumper is... The example to your grandchildren of what hard work achieves. And I'm sorry, I'm just on a bit of medication, but I'm emotional because that was just beautiful. You'll take that to your grave, young man.
1: Yeah, I certainly will, Rex. And um, as you know, those jumpers are very, very special. And um, my jumper was taken uh, out of the... It was either taken out of the change rooms after the game in 2004 or back at the hotel in Concierge out of my bag, because all the bags were together. So um, it was taken on that day, that last Saturday in September in 2004, and I did not get it again until 10 years later. Just over 10 years later, I did not see it again. So I'd pretty much given up to the fact that I'd ever see that jumper again, and I felt like a piece of, 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 of me was missing from that day. Mm. It's and It's a weird feeling. It's almost like, what have I got to show for it? Well, mm. your, jump, your jumper is the main thing. Okay, you get your Premiership medallion, but you, jump, you, you, you didn't play footy in your Premiership medallion. You played it in your footy jumper. So to get that back and the boy, uh, Kane to presented it to me in front of the current playing group. It's just
0: fantastic. It was,
1: uh, I just broke down and cried. I, cause I didn't believe it. And I looked at it and mm. I thought, Are you for real? Is this real? And I, I thought it might have been a replica. And then I started to look at it. I saw a bit of blood on one side, which I remembered from the game. I saw some grass. Um, and I could just tell it was my jump, and I smelled it. Was, thank goodness whoever had it, didn't wash it, it still stank. Mm. So, um, yeah, that was truly really a memory that I'll, I'll have with me as well. So the kids, I, want know, to,
0: my... uh, I want to just say to all the people, you, you blokes are the reason I go to the footy and I still do what I do. I was fortunate to play in the golden years of a football club. Similarly, you playing in two golden years of the football club. You said just a moment ago, without the jumper, what have I got to show for it? You have got a well-earned place in the history of the game and your spot has been well-deserved. And I thank you for your time today being my special guest on This Is Your Football Life, Gavin Wangadine. Thanks, Rex. If you'd like to hear extended versions of this interview with Gavin Wangadine, check out facebook.com, Tobin Brothers Funerals, or follow us on Twitter at RexFootballLife. Tweet, feed them natural seed. This has been This Is Your Football Life, thanks to Tobin Brothers celebrating lives. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales, authorisation number TP-01005.